0: Hey, Herbal Care Wrap listeners! This is Kara Timmons, host of Herbal Care Wrap. I do apologize for a bit of my hiatus. As you know, I'm also a healthcare provider, and the pandemic unfortunately took priority. Winter is upon us in upstate New York. The land is covered with snow right now, and the herbs are ready to be steeped. Today, we are going to go in depth into elder, an amazing herb that provides us both berries and flowers. So keep listening, subscribe to our podcast, like us on Facebook and Instagram, and also go to our website, www.herbalcarewrap.com and become a supporting member today. And remember, heal thyself with every steep. Herbal Care Wrap offers our listeners reliable and high-quality herbal information with a mission connecting plants to people and people to plants. Today we are going to be bringing health home with elder. Every medicine chest in every home should hold a valued place for elder, whether elderflower tea or elderberry syrup. As we will learn, it should always be on hand for self-care and family health care. David Hoffman, medical herbalist from the UK and author of Medical Herbalism, among many other books, states the elder tree is a medicine chest by itself. Now that's a pretty powerful statement, so let's see. Elderberry and elderflower are both valued herbs. They are harvested in early summer, end of July and early July. Check out our video about harvesting elderflower. The berries are harvested late to mid-August, sometimes in September. Elder's Latin name is Sambucus nigra, Sambuca means harp, as the wood of the elder was used for making instruments like mouth harps and flutes in ancient Europe. Nigra, meaning black for its berry, a deep purple near black color, reminiscent of the color of a raven's wing. It offers immune response support. It has antimicrobial actions, thins mucus, and rich in antioxidants, known as flavonoids. Again, we learned a lot about those in episode one, but it also provides cardiovascular support. From European herbal traditions, it is best known for its anti-catarrhal properties. Qatar is an old English term for inflammation of the mucous membranes in one of the airways or cavities of the body, usually with reference to the throat, nose, ears, and sinuses. It has a diaphoretic, meaning makes you sweat, action, A diuretic, makes you pee action, and a mild laxative, makes you poop action. A close relative of Elder is a native shrub found in the Pacific Northwest called Sambucus canadensis. In recent anthropological studies, see our resources section, particular First Nation tribes of the Pacific Northwest, such as the Sinchian people utilized the native elderberry as a staple food. Other traditional medicine sources recommend consumption of elderberry primarily in respiratory diseases such as influenza, the flu, and common colds. According to Greaves, a very famous herbal book written in 1931, check out our resources for more information, this book preserved both written and oral European herbal traditions. The flowers were used in European folk traditions for bronchial and pulmonary illnesses, scarlet fever, measles, and other eruptive skin diseases, especially with fevers. An infusion of dried flowers, elderflower tea, is said to be a expectorant and promotes clearing the cough and the mucus from the lungs. It is considered excellent for inducing perspiration and thus reducing fevers. It was considered an infallible cure for an attack of influenza early in its course, drinking a strong tea of dried elderflowers and peppermint leaf. In oral traditions, a handful of each, both peppermint and elderflower, placed in a jug, boiled water poured over them, and allowing to steep on a wood stove for a half an hour, then strain and drunk in bed as hot as possible, was purported to induce heavy perspiration and a refreshing sleep that will foul and the receiver will wake up well and on the way to recovery. Like elderflower, elderberry is also for influenza and the ill effects of a chill. These are all taken from Greaves' herbal book called Modern Herbal, although it is from the 1930s. It has been documented in herbals from Hippocrates to Pliny. Elderberry helps with rheumatism, not surprising with its abundance of flavonoids. In our resources section, there is a USDA database flavonoid chart that shows elderberry with the highest ranking in a very important flavonoid called anthocyanins and the second highest ranking flavonoid called flavanols. It is the only berry and food that ranks that high in two groups of flavonoids, a true powerhouse of an herb. Interestingly, also found in Greaves' book, in English folklore, it is said to carry a piece of the elder branch in your pocket or wear it as an emulate to protect against rheumatism. Okay, so now for the herbal evidence. There is growing evidence-based research In one study with Zakay Rohns and all in 2004 named randomized study of the efficacy and safety of oral elderberry extract in the treatment of influenza A and B viruses that was published in the Journal of International Medical Research, 60 patients aged 18 to 54 suffering from flu-like symptoms for 48 hours or less were enrolled in this randomized double-blind, placebo-controlled study, yes, the gold standard of medicine, during the influenza season of 1999 and 2000 in Norway. Patients received 15 mils, that's near three teaspoons, of elderberry or placebo syrup for four times a day for a five-day period. Patients recorded their symptoms using a visual analog scale called a VAS scale symptoms were relieved on average four days earlier and use of rescue medication was significantly less in those receiving elderberry extract compared with placebo. The full study is found in our resource section. So come on, listeners, support us today at www.herbalcarewrap.com, and also the USDA database of all the flavonoid-rich foods are found there as well. In another trial, holy smokes, Two gold standard of medicine research. Drum roll, please. This was another placebo-controlled, double-blind study that was carried out on a group of individuals living in an agricultural community called a kibbutz, commonly found in Israel, but communities like this are all over the world. So during an outbreak of influenza B in Panama in 1993, symptoms such as fever, body aches, nasal congestion were recorded as the beginning of the flu, then how many days it took to improve, and then how many days to complete resolution. They were all recorded during a six-day period. Serum, aka blood, was obtained in the acute and convalescent phases, convalescent meaning after symptoms resolved. They were tested for the presence of antibodies to influenza A, B, and other respiratory viruses. Convalescent phase serum showed higher antibodies to influenza in the groups treated with elderberry products than in the control group. A significant improvement of the symptoms, including fever, was seen in 93 of the cases of elderberry treated group within two days, whereas in the control group, 91%, a lower percent of the cases showed improvement within six days, a much longer time, and this had a very significant p-value, which was less than 0.001, which basically means that chance did not occur to cause these results, or most likely did not cause these results. A complete cure was achieved within two to three days in nearly 90% of the elderberry-treated group and with at least six days of the placebo group. To simplify, elderberry takers got well much sooner. Check out our resources again if you become a supporter and find out more of these journal articles. The last study we will explore is by researchers Kang A.L called Clinical Study on a proprietary Elderberry Extract, Efficacy in Addressing Influenza Symptoms. In this study, a standardized elderberry extract was formulated into a slow-dissolve lozenge. The randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled clinical trial was conducted during the flu season of 2009 to evaluate the efficacy of the extract in relieving flu-like symptoms. 64 patients with three or more flu-like symptoms, such as fever, headache, muscle aches, coughing, nasal mucus discharge, and nasal congestion for less than 24 hours were enrolled. The patients were randomized into two groups. The severity of the symptoms was self-monitored by the patients and scored, again, on a visual analog scale known as VAS with zero being no symptoms and 10 being equal to pronounced symptoms. The elderberry group reported significant improvement in most of the symptoms 24 hours after the onset of treatment, whereas the placebo group showed no improvement or increase in severity of symptoms at the same time. By 48 hours, 9 patients, 20% in the elderberry treated group, were all void of all symptoms, meaning complete resolution. In contrast, complete recovery was not achieved by a single patient in the placebo group. Again, compared to 28% recovered who received elderberry. Only five patients, 16%, compared to 60% of the elderberry group showed improvement in one or more symptoms And most patients in this placebo group. The symptoms remained the same or even worsened over the 48-hour monitoring period. No adverse effects were observed in either group, indicating that the proprietary elderberry extract is safe and highly effective in treating flu-like symptoms. There are multiple in vitro studies, meaning in the lab, that have resulted in support of traditional herbal knowledge of elder and its support during cold and flus, Research shows that a standardized extract of elderberry possesses antimicrobial activities against gram-positive bacteria Streptococcus pyogenes and group C and G Streptococci and the gram-negative bacteria bromhella cateralis in liquid cultures. These bacterias are known causes of upper respiratory infections. The liquid extract also displays an inhibitory effect on the propagation of influenza A and B in the lab. Again, more information in our resources section, so become a supporter today. As for medication interactions, there are some some concerns associated with use of elderberry, together with anti-diabetic drugs. Phenobarbital, a very old anti-seizure medication that is not used much anymore, diuretics used for blood pressure control and fluid retention, and immunoactive drugs, including oral corticosteroids like prednisone, and medications used to treat autoimmune diseases that are immune suppressant drugs. So please consult with your doctors if you are using any of these medications. Typically, elderflower and elderberry syrup pose little risk for short duration, like less than seven days. And support your immune system through the colds and flus of the season. But close monitoring of blood sugar and blood pressure is indicated if you choose to try elderflower tea or elderberry syrup. People with organ transplants should avoid elderberry. It may also act as a mild laxative, so avoid with other laxatives And also, a very old medication rarely used for asthma is contraindicated. This medication is called theophylline. We know that the primary constituents are flavonoids. But there are some pretty interesting vitamins that have been found in elderberry. Vitamin A group has been found. Vitamin E group has been found. And vitamin C. The minerals are potassium, calcium, iron, magnesium, phosphorus, Sodium, zinc, copper, manganese, selenium. Wow. Okay, I told you elder was a powerhouse. And again, David Hoffman called it a medicine chest in itself. There has also been studies on the antimicrobial activity of flower extracts, and is much higher compared to berry extracts. In these studies, it was also found that the extract of elderberry stimulated the production of pro-inflammatory cytokines and a tumor necrosis factor as well. They stimulated anti-inflammatory cytokines. This is the study that had all the bad press with elderberry during coronavirus infection. For more information on that, check out our segment, So What's Up With COVID and Elderberry? found on our website if you become a supporter. Okay, almost done, and yet more information. Unripe berries, do not eat. The leaves and stems have cyanogenic glycosides. Do not use these parts of the plants. Flowers and ripe berries have trace amounts and should not be consumed in large quantities as they may cause nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea. And I'm talking like a quart of berries. Avoid long-term use, typically seven to 14 days maximum for immune system support. It is typically not a herb you take long-term. It has been shown to be safe for daily consumption up to 12 weeks. When working with an herbalist, oftentimes in long chronic infections, it is used in longer durations, but that should be done under the direction of a knowledgeable herbalist. The typical dosing of dried berry and flower Three teaspoon daily liquid extract, so about 15 mils, typically one to four times a day. So typically I do one teaspoon, five mils, four times a day and increase as needed. I typically do 20 mils daily and go from there. Infusion three tablespoons of dried herbs daily with 16 ounce of boiling water to steep. And then you can always re-steep with high quality herbal products. Follow recommended dosages on products if you're buying over-the-counter compounds and dietary supplements for effective dosing. Its energetics are considered having a cooling effect on the system. If you're a gardener, the leaves have an unpleasant odor when bruised, which is supposed to be offensive to most insects. Some gardeners make a decoction of the young leaves and is sprayed over delicate plants and buds to keep off the attacks of aphis and minute caterpillars elderberries prefer partial shade and would rather be in cool and moist environments than hot and dry. Proper drainage is key to preventing root rot, so avoid any place that is prone to standing water. They need room to thrive. But mine were planted in a small spot in front of my house and they have been prolific in just growing upward and outward for the last nine years. They are a part of my do nothing gardening that once I planted them and weeded occasionally until they were well established. It's just a matter of observe, enjoy and harvest and then prune from time to time when they get into my neighbor's driveway. Typically, If they survive the first year, they are here to stay. Back to the ethnobotany, tribes of the Pacific Northwest, in particular, Simshian people, used Red Elder in rituals such as internments and in traditional oral mythology, where two ancient beings, Stone and Elderberry, quarreled. Elderberry won and explains why human life is short, and Elder trees grow atop burial sites. The name elder is probably derived from the Anglo-Saxon word eld, meaning fire. There is an ancient vegetation goddess, Eild She was known in Denmark, and once upon a time, the elder tree was considered sacred to this goddess, and the tree's gifts were regarded as her blessings. It has a feminine spirit. It's also known as Elder Mother or Lady Elhorn in European traditions. Elderflowers and elderberries have a long history in the English countryside for making homemade drinks and preserves. The berries make an excellent homemade wine in winter cordial, which improves with age and taken hot just before going to bed is an old-fashioned cure for a cold. Saint Germain, an elderflower liqueur, is still easily found in liquor stores across America and is used by hip mixologists and herbal concoctionists alike. The economics? Well, let's think. Prevention of flu? Treating flu? Manufacturing of flu vaccines in the U.S. is on the rise more than ever. 171 million to 179 million doses in 2015 alone. That's up from 147.1 million distributed last year, amounting to 1.6 billion in revenue according to the industry research at IMS Health. You can check that out in our resource section. Imagine if a portion of that money was invested in local agriculture to start elderberry farms. Here's a way to keep health local. Here at Herbal Care Wrap, we support local healthcare by supporting local agriculture, providing communities with high quality foods and medicines and is the direction we aim to inspire We need a new wisdom on this planet. Herbs have remained through the ages. Let's work to co-create and recreate health care by bringing herbs and their ancient wisdom to valued and honored place. Herbs as part of the daily diet. After all, the father of medicine, Hippocrates, said, let food be your medicine. Thanks for listening, and thanks for all your support. This is Kara Timmons, host of Herbal Care Wrap.